0: Welcome back, everybody, to the long-awaited return of Three in the Key. With you, as always, I'm Shane, joined by John and Brendan. Brendan, welcome back. Pumped to be back. Hello, everyone.
1: Uh, ready for another uh, great season of basketball. John, uh, John how you been?
2: What's up, guys? All good here? All good here? Uh, looking forward to a fresh start for our Knickerbockers and the uh, NBA season overall. Just got devastated by my Mets, so I kind of need a good outlet now.
0: Need the outlet. The outlet is needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a season. What an end. Brutal.
2: But anyway, that's well, why we have we basketball. we got
1: basketball.
0: Yeah, we've got basketball. Yeah. What do you got on a, tap today, Shane? So I uh, figure that we just jump into uh, – we'll do some trades, free agents, players back from injury and then you know everyone's favorite segment we need new pet teams this year that's you know that's one of the main things of the pod and those who don't who didn't listen to us last year that you know are curious what's pet teams well pet teams are non-playoff teams from the year before that you're most excited for and uh, you expect to make it to the playoffs this year and we're going to go into who we had Later in the pod and, and kind of Give a little bit more explanation In how we pick these teams But they really uh, In case the Knicks disappoint us Because we're all Knicks fans We like to have something else to root for So another NBA team
1: Yeah, um, I, think, I think it's crucial that we have Bet teams because otherwise this could devolve Into a sad Knicks podcast At any moment
2: Yeah exactly <laughs> by Christmas we could be done <laughs>
0: Yeah I Yeah and, I don't know, Brendan, how about you kick us off with some trades?
1: Yeah, so uh, this offseason was not a quiet one, necessarily. Um, so, I would say the, the biggest trades that, that happened came out of Utah. We had disgruntled stars for years with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And Rudy Gobert was finally traded to the Timberwolves for three unprotected picks. One top five unprotected. So four total picks. Who cares who else was involved? There, there were players. We'll get into that as the season goes on. But just for this intro back into the season, um, Rudy Gobert really set the standard for the trade market this this offseason. And it wasn't a, a standard that a lot of people could meet. Um, that many unprotected picks is savage mode. But the Timberwolves were really able to – uh, to really step up their game. And, you know, I, I expect them to be a lot, lot better of a team this year. Um, any winners or losers for you guys in, in that trade, Timberwolves and, and Jazz? Oh, I think the, that the,
2: the league the, lost, but that's my
1: Shane, you go first. Well, the, the missing piece that I didn't mention here that's part of this trade is Victor wembignana Okay, so that's mm. the piece that Utah considered as a piece they're getting back when they lose so badly this year
0: that they get the seven foot four phenom. <laughs> yeah, they they're hyping. A lot of people are saying uh, Victor Victor W would be <laughs> if they did a mock draft with him and LeBron at those at the age of eighteen. That Victor would be the first overall pick in that draft, and LeBron would be number two. John, how do you feel about that? That your favorite player would be number two to a Frenchman.
2: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, as a Knicks fan, we've all seen French guys come and go.
0: Uh, Sadly. But Frederick advice.
2: (laughs) um, I just, yeah, I mean, you could take him number one overall because of his potential and everything, but LeBron's going to play 20 years. Uh, I don't trust the big fellas. Yao Ming, now Chet Holmgren. Like, uh, I don't know. If you're that big, something's going to go wrong. So you could have him number one. I'll take LeBron number two any day.
1: Well, yeah. he made Rudy Gobert look short recently in, uh, in a picture. But any other comments here? Because we're moving on to Donovan Mitchell, his teammate, oh. disgruntled uh, shooting guards with the Cavs.
2: Yeah, so now- this trade really messed up the Donovan Mitchell trade, in my opinion. Should have been coming to the Knicks, but I don't want to just talk about the Knicks. But the amount that the Timberwolves gave up for Rudy Gobert is absolutely insane. Danny Ainge completely screwed up the league, ruined the po- – like. You're we about to have a crazy hot stove, Kevin Durant on the move, everything. And then this trade just set the bar way too high.
0: But anyway, I, I disagree. I think that Rudy Gobert is an underrated player. Everyone likes to, he didn't get all NBA a few times. He's been snubbed defensive player of the year, multiple times. He's going to take pressure off Carl Anthony towns and help Anthony Edwards. So I think that the Timberwolves won that trade. And, you know, if I'm the one that no one agrees with, like, I really don't care. I like it. I'm Team Rudy.
1: It's tough because right now I think it is clearly going to make the Timberwolves better to get Rudy. But three unprotected picks and another one that's only top five protected, we have no idea who those are going to become. And they, they might be really good. Uh, this is something we're, we're seeing across the league now. Where or at least always, right? When when these trades actually come to uh, the draft, you know there are better players being being drafted. Um, so it's a small window. Timberwolves have to capitalize on it. In
2: the yeah, short near term. term, the Timberwolves are better off. It gives them the defensive anchor they so badly need. But overall, it's just they bid against themselves and they overpaid. just, in my
0: just quick, if we're doing top five, let's just go to the quick recap. Twenty twenty draft. Anthony Edwards. James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, Patrick Williams, Isaac Akurl. Okay? Okoro and Patrick Williams, I mean, fine. James Wiseman looks like a bust. Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball. So you have really, like, it's a crapshoot. So why not win now rather than worry about if one of these draft picks is going to pan out? Love it. Sexy. We're moving on. (laughs) <laughs> um, any last comments on on Donovan
1: Mitchell? No, no. Let's go. Okay. So another trade. This one went a little more into the radar, but I think it will have an impact once we start the season. Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith from the Wizards to the Nuggets for Will Barton and Monty Morris. My, my quick recap here would be that basically Will Barton I think is probably the best player in that trade, but Caldwell Pope is the most impactful. Two backup point guards. Got to give it to uh monty morris for being better than ish smith so therefore really the the nuggets get a little worse at backup point guard they get a you know an uh, impactful shooting guard that can play defense and make threes
2: yeah i think it's a pretty fair trade straight up overall um for both sides
0: yeah it's you never you, you never know what the wizards are doing yeah what are yeah. they doing <laughs> like so, it's kind of – they're just like the land of misfit toys. Like, right now, they have – Monty Morris is their starting point guard. So, they got a starting point guard out of it, right? He's better than Nish
1: Smith. He's better than Ish, better
0: than Ish Smith. Uh, and then, they got a starting small forward because Will Barton's going to start over Denny Avia. So, they got two starters. Are they good starters? I don't know. But the – I think that uh, you're right. Ish Smith is a microwave off-the-bench player, and he's fine. The Nuggets, I, I think it helps more. So I would say the Nuggets won the trade because they're overall like just a better team. It's almost like in fantasy of any sport. Like you're playing fantasy football, and
1: you see that last-place team. You're maybe willing to throw them a bone, but they give you that one piece that actually makes you a title contender. And I think yes. that's exactly what happened right here. The, the, yeah. the Nuggets leveled up.
0: All right,
1: All next right. one. Next next one. The Junta Murray, which I still have no idea, I actually how to say it, but I like saying it that way, uh, to the Hawks for three first-rounders, a pick swap, and Daniil Gallinari. There is supposedly another player that Shane cares about involved, but uh, we're just going to stick to the, the big names here. But, uh, the Spurs immediately waived Daniil Gallinari. So this is another trade where it's really dejunta Junta for three first-rounders and Victor Wembanyama. That's what the Spurs want. That's what they're going for. And so if you include him in the thought process there, they're trying to get – they're trying to go uh, to, to just get that
0: first pick. Yeah. I mean, winner of the trade is Jock Landau, who, um, you know, you refuse to name. He's a six foot eleven Aussie, uh, played at St. Mary's. But he wound up a week later gets traded to the Suns for cash considerations. So now he's a backup on the Suns. He's in a much better spot than either the Hawks or the Spurs. So he really won the trade. But I I think Hawks are going to be interesting. That's a dynamic backcourt with him and Trey. What do you think, John?
2: I think that the Hawks are going to be really good. I think that trade, uh, that's like a great piece that they needed. Uh, He'll probably compliment Trey Young pretty good. I think that they got a lot better in that trade. Again, it's a lot of draft capital, but – uh, the precedent had been sent with the Ruby Go- Rudy Gobert trade. If you want talent, you got to pay for it. So they went out and got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm with it. The uh, I'm sure we'll do a lot more analysis on this trade as season goes on. But I do think that Giugenta is going to really level up the Hawks as well. He's back.
2: fiery, too. He got in that fight in the Pro-Am League. Did you see that oh, in the yeah. preseason? Yeah. With uh, Paolo, right? With, uh, uh, Manchero, whatever. Paolo Manchero. Banchero.
1: Yeah.
2: He wants Wait, was his own fight?
1: I saw him like hitting. He was like you know, barking at him. In the head.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was going. He was. He wants to play. He's great. Absolute
1: menace. He was a menace in some yeah. league or in any in any league he played in over the summer. But um, excited to see how they translate so far in the preseason. It has looked pretty great with uh, DeJunta and Trey trading off. Will hurt their fantasy. Just thinking, you know, they're going to be seemingly switching off uh, some stats each each night. Yeah. Um, right. Another impactful trade we have. Eastern Conference. We have. Malcolm Brogdon, pod fave, or at least my fave, um, going to the Celtics for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, and a first-round pick. And Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, and Juwan Morgan. Let's kind of keep it down to Neesmith, Tice, first-round pick for Brogdon. How are you feeling about this, boys?
2: As a Nick fan, it stinks. Everybody in the East that was, like, on the fringe that we could have chased kind of went out and got a lot better. The Hawks. Uh, the Cavaliers with Donovan Mitchell and the Celtics, who obviously went to the finals last year, so they're good anyway, upgraded their team again. So they're just gonna stay good. Um I feel like these just stacked. I feel like it's a great trade for the Celtics.
0: Yeah. Brad I, Stevens at it again. I I think um the Celtics, I mean, they don't have a head coach uh for the season, so they're gonna be in tough things. Shout out Nia Long, team Nia. Um <laughs> Loved her in Fresh Prince, uh, <laughs> but I think Brogden Brogden's a, a really good player. It, it depends the health with him, but you know we'll we'll see what happens there. And then Nick Stauskas, aka Sauce Castillo, good for him just staying around the league as a uh, yeah. I didn't even know was still in the league. It, it's questionable. He's like <laughs> a, a, I think we'll he, find out in the week. He's exactly. a fri- he's a fringe guy. Wait, uh, well,
2: proper is he? Isn't Brogden your dude? How how do you feel Oh,
1: Brogden's my my man. I didn't even mention what who the trade was with. We only focused on the Celtics. but with the Pacers, who are also kind of tanking to be uh to be <laughs> determined. Um I think that Brogdon is in the best situation he could have ever ended up in. It's a great team around him. He can fit every hole. He he can actually play I think elite defense when he when he's like able to maintain his minutes, you know, at a little bit lower than another starter. When he's able to actually have it, like impactful minutes, so if he's going to be their six man, he's my bet for six man of the year, which I'm sure we'll do some award show coming up. Um, just teasing that to the, the crowd over here. Uh, but I think I think Brock is in a great situation. He'll he'll crush it. I I imagine him coming off a six man, but ending the game when it's a close game with uh with the starters uh, as the two guard and even you know he's great with the ball too. So I think he's going to have a, a great season. Yeah. Slightly lower numbers maybe than historically. Um, All right, last trade that we're going to hit on today for the offseason. This is the big hitter. This is the playoff team of all playoff teams. Kevin Herter going to the Kings from the Hawks, active. And I'm talking about Kings because the Kings are dead set on making it to the playoffs for the – well, for the first time in about 20 years. Um, So they traded Kevin Herter to the Kings for Justin Holliday, Mo Harkless and a first-round pick. I don't think we're going to be really seeing Justin Holiday or Mo Harkless playing much, so uh, it's really that first round pick they're going for. It's tough for the Hawks to lose Kevin Herder. He was actually impactful, and I think he's going to actually make the Kings a better team. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, well, Shane, what do you think?
0: Well, Herder Herder is a good NBA player. Um, I think that he's very serviceable. He's going to help. He plays. He he plays a lot of effort on defense, and he's a great shooter. So, like that's what you know. You need three and D guys in the league, and I think it's just going to help the Kings with uh, what they're hoping to build there. You know, like if you just go through, uh, we'll get we'll get into them a little bit later, but they have pieces. I
1: think so too. I think so. All right. So quickly, um, since we're just flying through this, this introduction to the season, we'll be. know hitting on some bigger topics as the season goes on. Um so trades that didn't happen, just some notable ones. Kevin Durant requesting a trade, getting no trade. The story here is, you know, last season was a shit show for the Nets. We don't need to hide that. Everyone should know that. Um, He wanted out. He supposedly requested for the coach and the GM both to be fired uh, for him to stay. There was no trade to be had who who do you trade for Kevin Durant? Uh, with a four-year contract, no one was no one was ponying up that money, especially without preparing for it all season long. You know, at least when they know someone's going to be a free agent, teams prepare for this stuff. They have their pitch down. No one knew this was coming, and no one was able to trade for him. Um, and then Russell Westbrook, <laughs> the player, <laughs> the player no one wants. Anyone want to take this one?
2: Yeah, now Russell Westbrook just. Uh... That trade didn't happen because no one wants it. You said it perfectly, so
1: <laughs> that's it. That's where we're at. So uh, it's to get bad. Durant,
2: you would have to give up your whole team. So if you're like the Heat, we're kicking around, right? But if you're the Heat, you have to give up all your players, and then you're just left with Kevin Durant. It's like you're back to square one. So what's the point? Exactly.
0: Know. Yeah. And you want to know something? I, I'm tired of all this Russell Westbrook slander. You're looking at the future MVP of the Big Three. So put some respect on his name, okay? He's gonna he be He did feminine. average a triple
2: double for a season. He was good at one
1: point. The multiple seasons.
0: Um the me the biggest achievement for Russell Westbrook in my
1: mind is him going to the Wizards and then making the playoffs. He brought the Wizards to the playoffs Give
0: the man some respect. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, future Hall of Famer. All right. Well,
1: I'm going to kick it to this next uh next topic over to one of y'all.
2: I could take it free agents uh what we're going to dive into next Uh, we're not going to really touch too much on it everybody kind of knows who went where Um, the big one for the three of us is going to be Jalen Brunson and the Knicks finally getting their star point guard potentially what do you guys think about Jalen Brunson to the MSG Uh,
0: it's it's really nice to see that The 13th man on the 1999 Knicks son is now the starting point guard. For those who don't remember, Rick Brunson was on the 99 Finals Knicks. He didn't play, but he was on the team. And now – You can't teach that. New York's favorite son or favorite fifth son, Galen Brunson. That's championship
1: blood. Championship blood. Uh, I guess, like, you know, they were in the championship. They made it. Yeah.
2: Hopefully he didn't watch too many Ewing highlights and he doesn't. He knows I did a layup, but anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, I'm I'm pumped for Jalen. I think it's going to be great. Um, And one thing, if anyone's focused on the salary, perfectly fair salary compared to point guards, as well as if you think about the cap going up in a couple of years, uh, he's going to be on a deal contract eventually. So I'm I'm pumped. He can handle the ball. He can do everything, but he's not going to do too much anything.
2: Yeah, I will say I'm curious to see how he looks without um, Luca next to him. He's going to need... A uh, couple guys in the Knicks to step up And help him out uh, Playing next to Luca Is easier But obviously in that playoffs Luca was hurt a couple games And he held his own So Should be exciting
0: Should be a good Yeah, uh, yeah it was no collusion too Because his dad's now the assistant coach On the Knicks Um but yeah, no Brunson and Brunson. His
1: dad was the assistant coach to Tom Thibodeau in in uh, Chicago, also. So it's not like this isn't this is precedent. He he didn't Brunson didn't go to the Bulls. I, I don't I don't like that take.
2: So maybe he plays defense too. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> um, another. uh Kind of big story, I guess, but not really. Just if you only make uh, a little bit less money than these guys do. Uh, James Harden wants a big pat on the back for taking a pay cut and only getting two years, sixty-eight million instead of a one-year, forty-seven million dollar deal. Um, and what a savior! I mean, this guy is right up there with JC for me. Jesus Christ, um, just the holy guy. How do you guys think about him, Harden? The self, the like—he's got a reputation as not being the most selfless guy going out on a limb for the Sixers.
0: Well, I totally disagree. He's very selfless. He chooses not to show up anytime they're in a uh, <laughs> game in the playoffs because what he does is he defers to his teammates because that's the kind of guy he is. He gives them an great. opportunity. He gives opportunity and chooses not to be clutch in heavy moments. But also uh, positive, he – it looks like he he's the candidate for I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, you know, he's been plugging that out there. He hasn't put any shirtless picks up, but uh he said he lost about thirty pounds.
1: Reminiscent a hundred. He's at a hundred.
2: Oh, he did say a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> reminiscent of Mello, hoodie mellow coming back.
1: <laughs> that is reminiscent. I don't know anything to add, man. These guys make sixty eight million dollars. It's uh he, he, hopefully they win. I honestly, I, I think they're a good yeah. team. I just hope they, they gel well.
2: And we all know why he did it. He's going to opt out after next year anyway and get a max deal for like 400 million. So nobody's crying over James Harden. Uh, The next one on our little sheet here is DeAndre Ayton, which was a kind of a big deal. Uh, There's some tension in Phoenix. Let's see how it plays out throughout the year. But DeAndre Ayton went restricted free agent, signed with the Pacers I believe it was the highest restricted free agent contract ever signed, and the Suns matched. Uh, what do you guys think about this one?
1: I think Aiden's feelings are hurt. I don't think that's reading into it too much. It's pretty, it's pretty clear to see. Um, it's the highest free agent signing because I, I think that every team signs their player when they're as good as Aiton. Um, he's had success with the Suns, though. And he's also had success being upset with the Suns. This is last year. Last year, he was mad that he didn't get the uh, extension early. So I, don't, I think it's going to be fine. I think he's going to be playing well and uh, sucks for the Pacers. No,
0: it's going to be a disaster. Suns are going to be a disaster. <laughs> Chris Paul's <laughs> old. And and I think I'm going to bet the under on their wins this year because Aiton didn't speak to Monty Williams all summer. He goes. We're fine now, but no, that, yeah, that's a big one, I think. But Jan, if you're going to mention betting,
2: please uh, mention our sponsor, DraftKings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, I, I think uh, I think they'll be fine. I don't know what the over under is off the top of my head, but um, uh, I think they they are used to drama guys we we know guy guy relationships do we really need to talk that much do we really need to stay in contact no yeah
2: well. and again he got he got the bag he got four years under 30 his feelings yes.
0: can't be that hard. he's rich he, he got paid 52 and a half wins is the over under smashing that under i would it, go under
2: too just so that it's hard to replicate but
1: i think
0: they went 60 last year they can go 52 i'm 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 over that, that I'm going to go is, with Shane. That team's stale. They're stale as a bag of day old. Strength. 64 last and, year. 64 and Devin win.
2: Booker's a little cuck. He went back to Kendall Jenner after they broke up. He was <laughs> testing to get something's wrong with his head, dude. That's bad. Yeah,
1: because we wouldn't do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, our wives not, definitely aren't listening anyways. Not with that <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, what we got next?
2: Uh, Bruce Brown for the Nuggets, which I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about. So if one of you oh, two want to jump
0: in. So excited. He's such a glue guy. He's he's, he's like a six foot three mm-hmm. point guard that can play power forward because he's so strong. He was a really good player for the Nets last couple of years. I think he's only going to help uh, that team. And that's why they gave up Monty Morris and um, and what's his face? Uh, yeah. Whoever it doesn't. Oh, Will Barton? Barton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but so. no, that
0: yeah, either way, yeah.
1: I think that Bruce Brown is gonna come in and he's literally gonna be like in Austin Powers. He's gonna be the mini me to Jokic's Dr. Evil. He's gonna be this like little guy that comes in. He he plays a little bit of everything, he dishes the ball, he plays the post, even though he's like six four. Um, I think he'll be impactful on that team. That the nuggets got better. It's actually insane, even though like even on top of getting Jamal Murray uh and MPJ back.
0: He's a six foot four small forward, power forward. You know who else was six foot four power forward? Charles Barkley. You heard it there here. You.
2: There you go. There you go, Big Shane. That's why that you tissue. come to
0: three in the key. Yep.
2: Uh, the other couple ones in on the bottom are kind of minimal, but uh, Schroeder to the Lakers is uh, <laughs> second coming after turning down a four year, eighty million dollar contract. It's amazing. Tried to go prove it. He's now probably back on like a one year, two million dollar <laughs> contract. Um, but I actually think it'll be a good pickup for the Lakers. Um, and then the other one is Gallinari to the Celtics, but he just tore his ACL. So, unfortunately, uh, that's no longer a big move. But any comments on those last two guys from you guys?
0: Not here. I, I feel bad for Gala. So I like do I. Gala. Especially because
2: but- I read today that the Celtics were like the team he idolized growing up. So this is like um, his chance to play for them, in like 34,
1: 34 years old torn ACL. That's that's yeah. rough. and he already has
2: knee problems. He's probably, I think he already tore
1: his ACL a couple years ago. I think I think yeah,
2: he, he's probably done.
1: Yeah, this one's rough. This this is a oh my god. It reminded me of um what's his name Joe Joe Ingles. Yeah, Ingles also yep. come trying to come back this year. We'll see if Ingles comes back, then at least
0: he's paving the way for Gallinari next year. Joe, Joe Ingles. Um, is on. He's on the Bucks though. So it's he's on the Bucks now. Yeah, one it'll year, work well. well He signed a one-year, six-point-five million dollar contract with a to, coming off a torn ACL. And Dennis Schroeder signed a one-year, two-point-six million dollar contract with the Lakers when he's fully healthy. Don't cry for Schroeder though. He's made seventy-seven million over ten years.
2: Yeah, he's just crazy. Um, this is kind of a good segue for us anyway, because we're going to dive back into the key players coming back from injury. So just a couple of the top guys.
0: Shane, you want to run us through that list? Yeah, absolutely. Kawhi's back. Um, it's going to be interesting to to kind of see where he's at. Is this the Kawhi of old? Is this the one that we remember? Uh, you know, two finals MVPs, two championships. You know, he – Unbelievable with the Raptors, and he played well with the Clippers, but he sat out all last year. What, what do you guys think about Kawhi?
1: I'll jump in quick. I think there is something different about Kawhi this year. Clearly, he's he's huge. If anyone's seen any pictures, he's he's gotten bigger. And then I recently co- compared pictures of him, you know, from this off even even two years ago when he was playing, to when he won the Finals MVP with the Spurs, and he he's gained so much weight, and it's not it could be pure muscle. But I'm worried about – he's always he's always had knee issues. It's tough to gain that much weight uh, and put that on your knees. He's, he's as strong as anyone. I think, honestly, um, he, he'll be able to dominate in, in, in certain bursts. But uh, I am a little concerned about his, his knees. So, you know, if I'm concerned, the Clippers are concerned. So I doubt he gets, like, a lot of minutes.
2: Yeah, I saw Paul George did the right thing and say, like, listen, I'm the number two guy on the team, whatever, but he definitely doesn't mean it. The Clippers are just cursed. If they get Kawhi back, you obviously get a finals MVP back, but it's hard to believe that he's going to stay healthy now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kawhi's uh, thighs also look like Saquon's. It's, he's ginormous right Isn't now. Isn't
2: that what he hurt when he was on the um, yes. Spurs? Didn't oh, yeah, his squad? hamstring, right? Was quads. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, his quad. Well, it, it
2: cost him, like, a year. So
0: I, I don't know. It's so, weird. so that's perfect segue. Speaking of big, let's talk about Zion. Uh, Slim down. He skinny Zion Skyon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what, what, John? What, do, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a Zion skeptic. Uh, he can be explosive. I hope he is explosive. The Pelicans stink. Uh, we'll see how it goes. What do you think, proper?
1: I think this is the year Zion just destroys everyone and proves to everyone that he's amazing. Um, the next Anthony Davis? I hope not long-term, but short-term. <laughs> um, I, I think that Zion actually is the next Embiid. Uh, so, yeah, so I think I, I, they have similar contracts where it's like definitely um, uh, incentivizing playing more games, and I think Zion got into shape. He looks incredible. He's, I mean, he, he can hop out of the, the stadium, and um, He's got the team around him to not necessarily put too much pressure on him. I think he can play within himself. He's huge. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll be dominant this year. Just, just absolutely dominant.
0: All right, great. Uh, let's go on Jamal Murray. What do you think, John?
2: Uh, I think he's the biggest, uh, pickup for a team. You guys said it earlier, the nuggets got better this year. Um, and obviously he's going to be a big part of that. If he can stay healthy, then he's, Look what they did when he wasn't, when he was healthy two years ago. So uh, I love him coming back. I love the nuggets this year. Um, hope he stays healthy. All
0: Brendan. right, great. Let's move on um, in terms of, and Brendan, I know Brendan chomping at the bit, but let's go into pet teams. Cause this is really a, this one of our big segments, as I said before, you know, Pet teams are are teams that we picked that weren't in the playoffs last year that we're going to be rooting for. So last year's quick recap on non-playoff teams that wound up, we were three for three. All teams that we picked made the playoffs. Is it because of this pod? I don't know. You be the judge of that. But I picked the Hornets. Hornets were 33-39 year before. Then uh, last year they were 43-39. They played in the – the playing game and they lost to the Hawks. John had the Timberwolves. They were in the playing game, the number seven seed. The Timberwolves grabbed the um league by storm last year. Patrick Beverly was the heartbeat. Now he's on the Lakers. Uh, Grizzlies, Brendan's pick, they were the number two seed. They were the biggest improvement. They went from 38 wins year before to 56. Uh, Ja, Bain, JJ, Jay. So it it was a lot of fun teams we had last year. So this year's pet teams. Let's start off with uh, John. Who are you going to pick?
2: Uh, yeah, I am going to go with the Sacramento Kings, uh, the Vladi uh list Kings. We'll see. They uh, uh, Obviously, they have the longest playoff drought in the NBA. So that's not a great start for me. But uh, I do think they got a lot better. They fired Luke Walton, hired Mike Brown. He's obviously a legend. Uh, They're 2-0 in the preseason, so that's amazing. Uh, They drafted Keegan Murray out of Iowa. He looks like a stud. They also picked up Keon Ellis, who I think is going to be a pretty good player in the league uh, out of Alabama. We'll see his uh, draft profile. Said a tireless, versatile defender who can chip it on the glass and slide with guards in the perimeter. Ellis did a fantastic job making things difficult for opposing scorers. Uh, The uh, Kings had no defense last year. It's part of their problem. Um, I think he'll be a big help if he can get some playing time. Their starting five isn't that bad. It's De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and Damanis Savonis with Davian Mitchell coming off the bench. It's a decent squad. I think they should have a bounce back year um, and hopefully look to do better in the West. I mean, the West wasn't that good last year. Like, last year they were 30-52, and And the 10th seed for the playing game only had 34 wins. So you really only have to go up thir- four wins. And this team, I think, can do it. Granted, they lost a couple big guys, but we'll see how they play.
0: Well, they also have Brendan's favorite fantasy player, Rashawn Holmes.
1: I was about there to say, backup back center could be starting. So, you know, they, they have that. They can swap that at the trade deadline for anything they need. Um the the main thing with the Kings, I think they're pulling out the best team that they've had in a long time. Uh, but they are just fighting the curse. So it's it's really it's the talent versus the curse. They also can't play defense. Sorry, that was the main the main one. That's the curse.
2: But they also have Matthew Delavadova. So
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. fair. Does hole. that change any
2: opinions? I don't know. <laughs> Championship blood, like we said earlier.
0: Yeah. Kent Baysmore as well. Uh and then Brendan, uh, who who do you have? So this year, um uh taking the rare Eastern
1: Conference team, which I usually don't do for pet teams, but um, a team just speaking to me, it's, it's Orlando Magic. Uh, I really love what they did. Obviously, getting the first overall pick with Palo Ventura, who's looked great in preseason. Um, he looks like, honestly, more of an NBA player than a lot of his teammates. So that's uh, great to see out of a first overall pick. Um, Franz Wanderer. You know, crushed it in the Euro, whatever they call it, in the summer. Um, this summer, he was playing that tournament. Uh, looked like a looked like an NBA player playing against European players. Um, always been a fan of Markel Fultz. I know he's hurt right now, but um, I think Cole Anthony will be able to hold it down for him. Suggs, we didn't even get to see Suggs get unleashed last year. He's a second-year player. I think Suggs can can do a lot more. And then um, I'm expecting growth out of Wendell Carter Jr uh and then maybe the ghost of Jonathan Isaac might show up. But I'm um, I'm pumped for them. They also uh very much disappointed last year with only 22 wins. Um I think they can easily get 10 more wins this year, get to that 32 point uh 32 win mark and um and compete for that playoff spot. So they're they're my pick.
2: Yeah, I agree. The East is also the bottom of the East, the top of the East is stacked, but the bottom of the East uh they can advance a little bit off that.
0: Shane, who do you have? So, um I have I'm very excited about this team. Um a lot of up and coming tracks. They're they're pretty fascinating. I'm going with the Houston Rockets. All right. They got Kevin Porter Jr. starting point guard. He's uh he's an electric scorer. Jalen Green looks like a future All. He's got that dog in him. Eric Gordon, the uh ageless wonders small forward. Then their first round pick, Jamar Jabari Smith. Uh who is arguably the most versatile player in the draft. And then uh, Sanguine or Sangoon, Alperin Sangoon's a uh, nice starting center. The thing is, they have an overabundance of centers on this team, and I think that's why I picked them, because back uh, Sangoon is Derek Favors, Boban, and Willie Cauley-Stein. So uh, I think uh, we're going big. OK, we you know got a lot. Jay Sean Tate off the bench, Ty Ty Washington, Josh Christopher. And uh, you know who they actually just signed, I saw? And I thought that he was with the Suns. John Landale. So um, <laughs> let's go. Full circle, full
1: circle. Well, Lisa. you sold me the Rockets for now. We'll see how, uh, after I get a nice sleep.
0: Yeah um excited you know this could be a team that's going to be fun on league pass even if they don't make the playoffs there you go nice pick, Shane. yeah sounds good looking forward to seeing how they do yeah and uh you know just wanted to to wrap this up i mean you know what we're excited about this year and is as we gave a recap is our pet teams going through and kind of seeing what the storylines are for this year so you know you guys have any uh Parting thoughts, uh, let's go excited.
2: yeah, let's go next. Excited to be back. Looking forward to the award show, uh, and excited to do uh, the uh, one key injury we missed was Jordan Poole's jaw after Draymond knocked him off. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week.
1: <laughs> he, he looks pretty good in, in his uh, next game, but yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot more to talk about. We have a good season ahead of us, with a lot of good content. Excited to, to be back on the pod.
0: Very tune in next week. See everybody soon. Yeah. Bye-bye.